This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the W12 podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning and listening. I'm Ben Platt. We are going to run through. I was hoping the podcast was going to be. Oh, do you know what? I was really optimistic with this pos- this podcast was going to be really positive today after a good result yesterday. Quietly optimistic. Do you know when I, I was doing? I did a Stoke podcast um, a couple of days before, and I was like, oh, I could go either way, fifty fifty. But really, in my head, I was thinking we're going to win this. We're going to win. I didn't want to say it. Luckily, I didn't. Um, so we're going to go through that. We're going to go through Norwich Saturday. We're going to go through a few other bits and bobs. But just quickly before we do on the pod this week, we've got ours in sight. Harry's back. You okay, mate? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, you went to the game, to did you yesterday? The game. You yeah, I was the at game the game. Long, long drive home. Sad drive home. Um, I'm pretty deflating getting up for work this morning. Pretty knackered now, so um, I'll do well to be upbeat. I reckon. Yeah. We'll come to you in a minute, mate. Chris, Dunk, you all right, lads? Yeah, kind of similar feelings to Harry, to be honest. But we can we can get into it. I'm sure some energy will come out of all of us through just frustration. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna <laughs> be negative enough. energy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm just. I want to go on a few rants, but rants, but I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to try not to. But I could do with really letting loose. But anyway, Doug, what's going on with your background, mate? You're in like Barbados or something? In Barbados, yeah. So I've I've finished skiing and I've gone to Barbados now. That's for the next advert. Go and Barbados in Barbados. Yeah, I'm trying to lift my mood. Because it's like wet and miserable here, and just wanted a bit of like a nice scenery background to try and cheer myself up. So let, let's let's um, let's go. Let's talk Norwich first because um, we haven't spoke about that yet, and, and and actually, there's probably a lot to talk to and go through on that. Um, and I'm sure we'll come over, go, go on to Stoke throughout throughout the pod. But um, dunk the Norwich game. Um, I, do you know what I, I said to you this at the time? I remember saying it that um, 
We have to start winning our home games. Drawing at home is not good enough. It's not good. We, don't, we need more than that. I get the performance was okay, and I get the the resilience, and I get that Marty's, you know, up until yet last night, you know, looked positive. New signings did well. I get all that. But if you're not winning your home games, it makes these games like yesterday much more important. Or, or actually, when you lose, they impact us much more. You know, we'd managed to get a result on Saturday. On Saturday, then today's loss, yesterday's loss, sorry, wouldn't have seemed as bad. Um, but like one win in six at home in this the turn of the year, I just don't think it's good enough. You know, not not against the greatest of opposition. Really, do you know what I mean? It's not like we've played some really top teams at home either. I mean, I get what you're saying about the general home form, but I, the Norwich, Norwich are flying at the minute. Like I was, I had to do a Norwich um, pod the other week. Like and they were expecting to like beat us quite comfortably. They they've had one loss and that was away at Leeds since the turn of the year. Like they're doing really well. So I feel like it, to get back as a draw is a solid result for us. I think if we would been two one up and lost it at the end, that's a bit more of a kick in the teeth, isn't it? It like it wasn't like we were playing against a Stoke who we should expect to try and beat at home. Like I feel like sometimes you have to take into consideration who we're playing, and Norwich on form are up there at the top at right end of the table. Yeah, I know, but you look at Huddersfield yesterday, last night, you know, Sunderland right up there, good sides, 1-0, yeah. solid, you know. Yeah, but but then what but I mean, Sunderland's form's got... been patchy since Bill took over, though, that's the, that's what I'm saying. Norwich's form's been, they've been flying. Like, that's what yeah, I say. Norwich taking... I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I could be right. I just think that our home form is not good enough and it won't be good enough until we improve it. We won't stay up on the current home form that we're on, even even since the turn of the year. It's been better. I appreciated that. But still, one win in six, it's just, you know, I, I just don't think it's good enough. No, it's not and good it, enough. Like, we all know the home form's shocking. We know the record of like not winning at home for the whole calendar year was shocking. Like the home form has not just been this last season; it's been going on for a few seasons. But like, obviously, we're going to talk about Stoke in a bit. But we're talking about these games where we can get out, or give ourselves a chance to get out of the bottom three, and we bottle them every time. It was the fourth chance last night to get out the bottom three, and we bottled it again. Four, like we've bottled it four times. We've got no mentality. Uh, the mentality in the squad is so weak and so fragile. That how are they going to perform at home? But it's almost like we're better away from home because there's less fans, there's less pressure. So that's why we perform better away from home than we do at home. Yeah, Chris, what what, what was your reflections on Norwich? I think Dunks made some good points. I think we have to appreciate that Norwich are are a good team. They're actually a lot better than I thought they were going to be for a fan base who really disliked their manager. They were good. Like they were very difficult to get the ball off. Kenny McLean, Sarah controlled a lot of it, but we still we still looked decent. Like he broke forward in in numbers. Great finish from Colback to keep his shot low, get us ahead. Um, it was just just kind of felt like the inevitable nature of coming out after half time. All the fans kind of thinking, right, you've just got to keep it tight for 10 minutes. Nothing silly. Like, the, I can't actually remember how we gave away the corner. I just remember it was something crap. Like, it was something we shouldn't have given the corner away. Kenny McLean was free from every corner in the first half 
No one picked him up. He was in different positions every time. If fans are noticing that, I don't understand why anybody in the bench on the bench isn't noticing it and going, right, someone either needs to move on to him or positions he moves into, he can't get the ball. First corner of the second half, he's free, he moves, he slots at home. Like, there's a corner in the first half, Armstrong's come back, he's pointing at the two men on the edge and someone else free, and he's saying, "Who? which of these three do you want me to pick up? Because I don't know. I, I'm not putting that on him. He needs to be told, that's your man, the edge of the box is left free. But, and we'll come on to the Stoke goal. We've got everybody back in our own box, but people are still free. I don't, it's so weird. It's, it's because I know we're it's doing the this... kind of the line of, they want this zonal line and then others pick up, but we, I don't know whether they get it. Look, it doesn't work. The zonal corner marking just doesn't work. We're supposed to have these players that are free to go and challenge for the ball. They're not doing that. And even if they do challenge for the ball, they don't win it. And everyone else is so, so static all the time. And that's the problem. We always right. get worn inside. We got that. We got the worn inside with, with a couple of times in the Norwich game. I remember the Cardiff game. They they nearly scored a couple of corners before they scored their their corners. Like we always get worn. You know, Rose nearly scored last night, didn't he? Before it happened. Like there's warnings there to say it's going to happen, and it's just frustrating that we don't react or no one's reacting. Well, where's Begovic? Where's Cook going? Let's get organised here. What's who's doing what here? Why is Elias chair marking? you know six foot centre back I, I I can't you know why is Larkesh doing it the other week what you know it's just frustrating um, well, Harry I don't know if you can add anything to the old Norwich well with draw. the corners I'd say a lot of top teams do that three yeah. zonal and then the rest pick up man marking I don't know whether it's necessarily um, the system that's letting us down it, I think it half of it comes down to desire like they they want it more and then also just concentration like Colback. Well, I'm sure we'll get onto it. Um, so I'll leave that for a second. But for the Norwich goal, I think Marty said uh Norwich blocked off Ilias for that one, which way he was completely free. So um I don't know. It is very frustrating the corner record, and I kind of thought we'd sorted it because we had a few games, didn't we? Um, yeah. but I mean a few games. Probably isn't enough. I mean, teams go go seasons probably conceding a f- just a handful of goals from corners. But I think I read a, I read a stat from Jack saying it was thirteen we've conceded from set pieces, which is just crazy to me. Um, but Norwich overall, I actually enjoyed the performance. Um, like Chris said, and Dunk, sorry, they're they're flying at the minute. I travelled up with some Norwich fans. And I felt really confident before getting on the train with them. I felt quietly confident we were going to turn them over after chatting to them about how they've been playing recently and how close they were to the top six. I didn't quite realise. I think they were only a point off the top six before Saturday. Um, Felt a lot less confident. So a point isn't a terrible result. And also the performance was good. So you felt like going into Stoke, we were going to be able to build off of something. Um. But then, if shall I go on to Stoke, Ben? Yeah, go uh, for it, mate. You were there, bud. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I went to the game. Um, first half, mood mood was brilliant, really. Um, for the, at least the first 25, 30 minutes, pretty even at the start. And then I felt like we had a good five, 10 minute spell. Smith had two big chances, probably, probably should have scored one of them. Um, 
created a couple of nice bits. Armstrong running the channels quite well in that first half. There was a bit more space than the second half, I felt. Um, and then the goal, the, the 10, 15 minutes leading up to that, it was just coming. And I've said to my brother next week, we've just got to get into half time because the perform that the performance at that point, it, it was inevitable that they were going to score. Um, and then the corner, I think, came from something really sloppy, giving it away out the back. And then Clark Salters made a good challenge to stop. Well, it was a big chance anyway. But so it came from giving it away sloppily. And then they've had, they're not just one player got free, but the guy who's flicked it on at the back for the, uh, for who is it? The uh, burger at the back post. He was free in the middle as well. Um, and I think he was pretty close to where the central zonal man was supposed to be. So I don't know why he's not gone and challenged for the ball. Um, then Colback switched off and from there come out second half, had 10 good minutes. And then I thought Stoke just managed the game fantastically well. I know it's it's hard. Well, it, it's very frustrating from our point of view, but um, Baker went down for game stops for two and a half minutes. A couple of minutes later, Walter Berger goes down for two and a half minutes and it just absolutely killed that momentum that we kind of built up in the first 10. And then, the quality of second uh, quality of final ball just wasn't there whenever we did get into a good position and it just it didn't feel like we were going to score i don't think the i don't think the keeper had to make a save really so um yeah it was very very frustrating um and un i understand the meltdown on on twitter but that's our first loss in five um and i know it hurts more cuz it was a big game but um yeah i don't know i think we're still in it but it took a it, yesterday dented our chances of survival. You you can't help but feel it dented our chances. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take on the ninety. We had one shot in the second half, and that was off target. One shot. Yeah, Hayden's one wasn't expected. See, like Jack might be able to stat check me if I'm wrong, but literally, we're a team fighting for our like status in this division. To have one shot off target when you're chasing a game with the amount of possession we had is just absolutely appalling. We had no ideas whatsoever to do against Stoke. They dropped deep and we had literally nothing. There was nothing. The players were making overlaps. We've mentioned before the pod started that about chair letting Powell like, had the whole penalty box to himself and he didn't pass it to him. It's just like there's all the decision making on the players. Like, was bad. This oh, don't know. His chair just wound me up last night. I felt like he was literally trying to be a one-man band, but not being able to play any instruments. <laughs> what a mean? great like, analogy that is! But he, he was trying to do everything, and he couldn't do anything. Like he was shooting from forty yards out, and it was hitting the first defender. He was trying to dink balls into the box, and it was going straight to the keeper or straight out. Like he was ignoring players making decent overlapping runs. It, what what was he does for us? It's just so frustrating that he has one good game and then six shit games. First off, I thought he was okay. There was one oh, he chested chested it down and drove through the middle, and then I think moved it on to Hodge. That's when it got slipped through to Smith, and he took his man on a couple of times. But second half, second half, it was beyond frustrating. But I think I don't know. First half, he was okay. But, I mean. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who was shouting at the TV, pass the ball or cross the ball, because there were so many times, mm. especially in the last 10 minutes, when we, we've got bodies in the box. And, and 
it's too many twists and turns and then the pass is too late right it passes but it's too late like the, the, the opportunity to get a decent cross I mean don't get me started on our crossing before I go into that I think it you know Harry I, I, I get your point and I'm, I'm with I'm not against Martin in any way I think he's doing a great things and I think he's making all the right decisions you know if you look at decisions that we on this pod have, have, have asked the manager to do which is Dezel isn't good enough right um, Kakai's not good enough at this level Jimmy Dunn's not you know Fields not had a great start to the season you know Dykes Willett didn't start yesterday all these players that we've complained about aren't good enough consistently aren't in the team aren't, wasn't in the team yesterday and we didn't see any difference to a mentality or drive or you know, no one wanted to, to take the ball and and take us forward. It was, uh, we said it yesterday, you know, no one, it, it was a bit like everyone just going through the motions. No one was really taking it to taking it, trying to get us going. And, and, and we spoke again yesterday, didn't we, Doug, about it felt like the pitch for us yesterday was too big. Not, not too big, but we, we were so far apart between our strikers and midfield and defence that Stoke, in the first half particular, before the goal, they picked those holes really well in between the defensive midfield. They just moved around and found the pockets in between, um, which I think, especially that last 15 minutes you're talking about, we, we really were were up against it, weren't we? And it was, you know, we, we looked at sixes and sevens and mistakes were happening and loose passes and we couldn't get out enough. When it went up to Sinclair, he was doing the best he could, but there was no one within 10 yards of him sometimes. You know, we were just hoping that he could try and win a free kick or a throw in or something. Um, which is just frustrating, mate. It's just what's frustrating is it's just another big game, and we and it's the loss. You can kind of you know if we we can take it a little bit, but it's just the performance which frustrates me more than anything. It's the fact that we just didn't give it a go. Um, and some of that's on my for me as well. Like I thought that maybe we could have been a bit braver with the subs a bit earlier. And, 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 and Stoke was sitting back; they were happy with the draw. That I they were happy with winning one 0 I mean, so. I thought that maybe we could have done a bit more a bit sooner, maybe kept Armstrong on for 10, 15 minutes with Frey and just see how that went. I, I don't know what, anyone, what your thoughts on that are, but um, and it's just frustrating because I want to be positive. Like I was hoping, you know, Saturday was good and we'd follow that up. But for whatever reason, this team cannot get build up any real momentum or can't keep a consistent level of performance for, for more than a match or two. Um you know, and, and that's and that's just frustrating, isn't it? I don't know what we do. We've swapped the team around now, really, haven't we? Like, like I said, so it's... I don't know. Chris, what do you think, mate? I think second half almost felt like it was 11 players who have turned up to play together for one of the first times. And at the start of that half, they've gone, what's your name? What's your name? All right, cool. Because it, it felt like, oh, I played football on a Friday night. Just like random people in the WhatsApp group getting together. Because there was so little synergy with, with anything like negativity. No, it was just... it. But you sensed for ages in that half we weren't going to score. So, and that's what almost made it more frustrating. Because you, you just like, we need... We've had that game. That same game has happened three, four times this season and we we can't get out of it so is that on the players is it on the managers or on the coaching staff to go this needs to change at 45 minutes at 60 minutes needs to be far more impetus of people going no we're going to move the ball a lot quicker because that's what i mean we've talked about chair 
that's what was just the epitome of what Stoke wanted us to do. We did. We were slow on the ball. Let one person have it for ages. Didn't move it quick enough. Not enough runs off the ball. Stoke must have thought, God, this game's well easy to defend against. Sit back, stay in your shape, don't do anything silly, and we'll be fine. But yeah, just the the back to the chair thing. Yeah, he second half really poor. But how many times are we good as a team when he's not good? If he's good, we play well. If he's crap, we play crap. So I don't want to go is not is not just on him. But no one else is looking to step up. Admittedly, they're not really given the ball <laughs> yesterday to have that opportunity. But I still I know I defend him a lot on this, but still feel we are so reliant on him. Because if if he doesn't have Will it close to him, he doesn't have anything else with him. He does what he did yesterday and he's he has this superhero complex of I can do everything and I will do everything. And God, yesterday it did not come off, did it? These dinky chips from the middle of the pitch into the penalty box. A straight ball is exactly what a goalkeeper and defender want. They never ever work. Um and is it a case where no one else in the team can can bollock him? Or goes, what are you doing? Stop that. Like, you would have thought a cook or a callback have that mentality. But I don't know, maybe it happens and he ignores, ignores it. Well, I don't, I don't know. But there was, there was so little, there was basically so little to be positive about yesterday, except that first 10 minutes. But if Smith scores, that is a completely different game. That crowd turns against them. And I think we win that comfortably 1 2 0 with them. Trying to break us down and do nothing, hmm. Harry. What do you? What, how? What? what um, why can't we get this team going consistently? Why are these big games that we need six points? We just don't turn up in. Again, the result aside, you know, we aren't going to win them all, but performance-wise, the performance levels have just been so bad. There's been three or four games, and you know, we've got Rotherham in a week, couple of weeks, and I can already see what's going to happen. Like, I hope it doesn't, but do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, I think Dunk summed it up perfectly earlier. I think it really comes down to mentality. I think I, I feel like they really feel the pressure of these big games. I I don't know. You you'd really like to hope that they're not that they're not feeling the pressure and it's affecting performances this much. But there's enough evidence over the last couple of years to support that it really is, especially the teams around us. It's like as soon as we play a team that's a bit higher up in the table, that pressure's taken off. We're the underdogs, and they they always play better. Like Huddersfield, and uh, and yes, say worst performances that we've had sort of in the last month and against the teams with the lowest league position. Um, but then in terms of actually playing, I felt like we moved the ball so slowly yesterday, and not only just chair holding it up and holding it up, and he was obviously a big part of that. Just as a team, it was just there wasn't enough zip on the passes, and I put a tweet out praising Hodge because watching it, I felt like although he didn't have a great game, I felt like there was a bit more urgency in what he does. Yeah, there's a couple of times in the second half where well, he might have given it away, but then he snapped him, won it back, fed it to it might have been Chair at the time, and we're we're on the front foot. Another couple of times where he's fed it wide and behind quickly, done it at pace. 
so then Stoke haven't dropped off and we're on the front foot, but then our final ball was terrible. Um, but if everyone could take a little bit of a leaf out of his book and move it a bit quicker, we might have had a bit more of a half chance yesterday. Um, but yeah, in terms of why it goes wrong, I'd say mentality and then just the speed. Um, and uh, Chris, about why no one's bollocking chair. I, I, you'd like to think Cook and JCS are because as they're walking off uh, to the tunnel after the first half, um, both of them were berating Colback for that first goal, like really getting into him. So you'd like to think that they're letting Chair know or maybe they're not because that's the attacking side. Maybe they just feel like they could speak on the defensive half of things, but he really does need to be told because when he does things quicker, he, he's brilliant because he's technically there. But I think every QPR fan, just half the games, leave very frustrated with him because he's not lived up to his potential, which we do see on some of those games. Um, yeah. That's... I, I like Hodge. I think he's a good player. Hodge, I like him. I think he's tidy. I think he, he he's positive. He gets stuck in. The issue is with him, this issue, I'm just not sure. Well, it might be harsh and just maybe the way he's the positioning, but he just he wasn't close enough to Sinclair for me. He wasn't mm. right up there. He was too deep. And, you know, it might be what he's been told. I don't know. But I'd have liked to have seen him further, further up and pushing on more. Um I was but, really yeah, disappointed. On the right hand side, the only person other than Sinclair in the box is Powell. He's our left back. Yeah. That happened on multiple occasions. If you watch back the Norwich goal, um, it's gone in, Sinclair and Powell there, and then it's fallen to Colback, who's arrived in the box. You surely one of the midfielders is being told to break the box, or but well, maybe two of them being told to break the box. It's like like you say, just... not not being close enough to Sinclair. How do we expect anything to happen if we we leaving one man up there against the back three yesterday with Stoke. Like it's it's not gonna happen, is it? I was Sinclair, disappointed did, with did... Hodge yesterday. Oh. I just felt I, I didn't even think he was even playing in the first half. I thought he was anonymous. I honestly don't really see how much of an, an effect he had on the game at all. And I like I know we weren't brilliant, but personally for me I think he went he went missing yesterday. First half maybe, but I, I, I like the second half. But I've maybe maybe I've seen it wrong of a couple of people of when I put that tweet out didn't agree with me either. So but I, I just he didn't do tons, especially first half, but I just thought he played with more urgency. That's that's it from he he looks like a very similar version of Colback. They look like very similar type of I don't know, players. I don't know. It, it, I thought I thought that, that midfield would work nicely. The quite dynamic of it would work and it might still work. Um it did okay at Norwich, but I do, I do feel like he, we haven't got enough bodies forward. Well, he's not close enough. And again, I don't know whether that's the, the tactical decisions or whether that's him just wanting the ball and coming deep. But again, Stoke, we were, we were so far apart from midfield to, de to defence, to midfield, to attack. I don't know. We just needed to step up. Easier said than done, obviously, but we just—I just felt like we needed to step up, in, especially in the last half an hour, five or ten yards. But we just never did. We were playing it around at the back, but we were so deep playing it around at the back, you know, like it's kind of frustrating. I wasn't sure whether that for the first half that was tactical. Yeah, so Stokes' it, it line like it, go comes further up because they're mm -hmm. trying to 
squeeze some of the space so then there's more space for Sinclair to go into yeah. I don't know it might it might have been the game plan but we were so much deeper than we were in a lot of recent games that I feel it had to have been something and again I thought there were times again in that first half where you're like Sinks is going to get past him here he's going to do him he's going to get uh, McNally's going to get booked and then Armstrong will have free reign because he obviously did it against Gibson he did it against Hellick it's kind of the, the first 25-minute game plan. It's just get Sinclair in the channels, try and get the centre-back booked. Unfortunately, McNally was actually had a really good game against Armstrong. Armstrong wasn't really getting any of these possible 50-50 fouls. Didn't think many of them were fouls, to be honest. Haven't seen the one where he might get whacked in the face, but that was in our own half anyway. Um, and yeah, because we've got a mate who's a Stoke fan, he was like, oh, we can't deal with Armstrong at all. It's like, yeah, but his, his final decision is, isn't is great. Even if he beats your centre-back, we won't have faith that he's going to do it. So even when he got in on that in the first half on the right-hand side, and he, he did well to hold the ball up. He waiting for support. Chair was in the box. I think there was somebody, may, might have been Hodge. The ball across was awful. Like, well above everybody's head went out for a throw and it's like it's just those little things which I think comes back to what Harry said that our final ball in the final in the final third just nowhere to be seen so, go back to what Harry was saying about uh, Chair getting a bollocking he, he went mad at Sinks for that cross yeah and I don't it was difficult because I think Sinks kind of had held it up for as long as he could and just tried to get the ball in the box. He, I don't know how much Chair would have got it, even if it had been on the, along the ground. I think Chair was a couple of yards behind the defender anyway. But if like, if he's going to bollock people like Sinks, who's making all the runs into the channel and get, tr- relieving some of the pressure on us, then he's got to take the criticism as well, if it's going to come. Yeah. And like I've, we've said, Colback and Hayden, I thought were going to be organising and controlling the midfield for us. I felt like there's two experienced pros and they would do that. And they, they didn't yesterday. No one took control for us in the game. No one took the game by the scruff of the neck and was like, right, I'm taking control. I'm driving forward. We're doing this, that and the other. Chair a little bit tried to, but it was more, like you said, the superhero kind of complex of I want to do everything, but not do a lot. I thought, um, I, thought I like Hayden. I think he's a really good addition. We can keep him fit. He's going he's gonna to be a really good addition to the team. And I continually keep thinking that Jay Clark's solar is quality. Every time I see him, I just think he's he's really good. Um, I thought Reggie Cannon was particular. It's frustrating because I thought he was getting going as well, but he was particularly poor last night. He looked injured towards the end. Um, he could barely run. I don't know if anyone else saw that. He, could, he was really struggling to, to to get going. His quality um, seems to have really gone backwards last yeah. few games. He so rarely seems to get forward now. See those early early games he was playing, he seemed to get in good attacking positions. Now, it might be an element of the system because obviously Powell gets forward a lot. We we aren't in a position where our right-back and our left-back can get forward a lot. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he'd sort of advanced with the ball and then prepared to stop, work it around rather than get it to Smith, possibly go on the overlap or underlap. Yeah, it's, and everyone just needs to give a lot. A lot more right, but this the Clark sort of thing is is a spot on. He's not going to say it because we don't want it want to say it. But 
yeah, I think he he's very good near enough every game. Um, seems to be making like not quite last ditch blocks, but throwing his body in the way most games. Like good positioning, yeah. The player he's not the quickest. He's not the quickest over like five yards, is he? But then once he gets going, he's a bit. He gets going, then he, and that's why he's always making these last ditch. <laughs> I feel like the defenders got past him, and then out of nowhere, he'll sort of you know do that last ditch tackle. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. He's brilliant. Um, um, about Cannon, sorry, quickly on the system. Yeah, go on. me. I had a look at uh, average positions after the Norwich game, and if you look at it, it's almost it is almost like a back three. Or yeah. if you look on the average positions, because chair, um, chair rolls inside a little bit, um, and like like we said, like Powell's getting in the box. His average position is higher than I think Colbacks and uh, Hayden's, so he's. Well, when we've got the ball, where he he goes high, and at times yesterday after seeing that on uh, after the Norwich game, you can really notice like Clark Salter goes wider on the left, Reggie Cannon stays, but some obviously Cannon does sometimes bomb on, but um, I don't know, I I think it probably gets his well the most out of Cannon's strengths because on the ball, I don't know, he looks a little bit suspect. There's a so if he can be a bit more reserved and he's quite good defensively. Hopefully, hopefully it'll pay dividends um, over the over the course of the season. Um, what are we gonna do with these? Yesterday. What are we gonna? Yeah, he was. What are we gonna do about these crossing our crossing and corners? Like they're just uh, of everything I've ever watched. It's an irritating thing. And well, we get a corner, and you're supposed to be remotely positive, aren't you? Like, Come on! Like, but I'm just like, this is not going to do anything. It's not <laughs> going to be the first man. And if it does. We're not going to win the header because we never do anyway. Like I can't even remember the last time we nearly scored a corner. Never mind scoring one. I can't remember the last time we nearly scored one. Right? I don't know why Addison hasn't taken the crosses when he comes in. He's a set piece special. Like you know, just give it up, chair or back, back. Like, just just let him let him do it. Right? And just so that's frustrating. But aside from the corners and set pieces, which is free kicks as well, which are terrible, which are floated in, right? Which are just pointless is that when we do get in a position to cross it, it's just never a decent cross, is it? Ever. And just frustrating. Like, it's not just in his chair. He is one of the frustrating ones, but it's kind of everyone. Like Reggie Cannon had two that just went over the bar. <laughs> it didn't even get into the box. When it, you know, Smith in the first half had two that were just too long. You know, it's just really frustrating. And I think that for the next two days, all they should do is cross it. Crossing practice, corner practice. Yeah. Uh, the one man who can cross the ball is Chris Willock. Like, yeah, I know we've debated on this pod. Does Willock start? Should Smith start? 
like people have their own opinions on Willett, whether we should play him, want him out, whatever. The amount of, he still put, I mean, the goal against Norwich, his good ball in the box, gun knocks down, Colback knocks in, still puts a good ball in majority of the time. Like, yeah, he might dilly-dally on the ball and it looks like he's going to fall over when he does cross it in. But it's still in the right area that we need. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about the, the Anderson, thing, Anderson thing on set pieces earlier before we started recording. We're not sure whether if him coming on in this second game and going, I'm taking corners, is too much of a bold attitude. It's a, like Billy Big Bollocks thing to thing to do um, and Dunk you made a good point about this so I'll let you chime in now the thing is like we feel I, I feel we need the Billy Big Bollocks attitude I feel like he needs to come in and say look lads your corners are terrible let's let me have a chance like what's the worst that's going to happen it's going to hit the first man again and we all just accept the inevitable <laughs> like but Ben said like but the corners like our corners are like a goal kick for us, like there's no goal threat from them at all. Whereas when we concede a corner, it's like a penalty for the other team. Like as if a 50-50 chance they're going to score from it. And when you're in a relegation battle, set pieces are your bread and butter. That's what keeps you up. You look at any team fighting for survival, they're solid defensively from set pieces and they score goals from set pieces. We don't do either. So why Chair and Powell are on them still, I don't know. Like, Colback's probably got a better delivery, surely. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. he's tiny anyway. There's no, there's no point having him in the box for a corner. He's not going to get on the end of a header. Like, get him on them. Just try something different. I'm sick try and tired of seeing Chair and Powell so, not beat the first man. That was what a Stoke fan said to me. He said, your team is very small. <laughs> that was <it>. got a <laughs> very small team. And I didn't think about it, right? And then I looked around and thought, actually, it is quite small, isn't it? I know... You've got Kenneth Powell, Reggie Camden, massive, big. Oh, then you've got the Colback, Hodge, Smith, Chair. That's nearly more than half your team, which none of them are over, I don't know. None of them are over six foot at all, are they? Well, no, definitely 5'10", or maybe Cannon, I don't know. But none of them are... Um, well, anyway, the thing, so like, if, if a corner was great and we were putting in consistent slippers, who were we going, who? are they going to get on the end of it? It's like when people are looking for what centre-back to bet on, we haven't had one since like Tony last night. It felt like, right, he's going up for a corner. He is going to get everybody else out of the way and he's going to get his head on that ball. Like, I can't... Obviously, Clark Saw scored the goal against Huddersfield. That's the only one I can remember this season. But it doesn't doesn't feel like we've got those options. When, like, Afray, Dykes are on the pitch, maybe. Um, but, yeah... The starting eleven, you're not really thinking, oh, we can actually score from this. If you're defending against us, you're like, yeah, probably not going to concede, even if this ball's amazing, because we've got bigger players than them. But then that, we... that goes to surprise as well, then, that when we've got such small players, why everyone is back in the box. You'd think, surely, you'd leave Chair and Smith like up on the halfway line, cause it, and then that automatically means Stoke are going to put three back there. Smith is, isn't he? He does do that, doesn't he? That's where Smith is. Yeah, I know, but like we say, like everyone else is back in the box. Why, why, why have everyone then? Why not well, leave well, take yeah. another body out, have a bit more space for the zonal players to attack rather than being like boxed in or blocked off by runners if there's not as many attackers in the box? 
I don't know why chairs in the box anyway in corners. I don't know what he would add. Even if he, I, I just don't understand it. He can't win a header. So what? And he's, do you know what I mean? Like what? I don't get it. Like we used to leave one up, and then we were obviously conceding way too many. So now we've gone back to eleven. But yeah, maybe it is now worth going. No, we're going to stick. We did this for a period. Um, I don't know how many years ago, but we used to stick like might have been Willock and Chair right mm. on the touch lines when we were yeah. defending corners because like you say that leaves at least three of them to be that back was Warburton did that, didn't he? yeah um, we're we're almost going well we're seeing this as an opportunity to counter attack there's one i can't remember who it was against but where willock then like lobbed the keeper that was um, Newton. at the school Newton. end yeah. was it yeah i was there yeah. yeah yeah good memory um and still remember i mean this is going back but like when bright we'd leave bright up and like lumley caught the ball one of his best passes of Lumley's career. Bright as Sam was up the other end, either he scored or he won a penalty. But it's Cardiff. Okay. It was Cardiff, wasn't it, at home? They won 6-1. I think it was that, I don't it? think anybody can forget that game. That was yeah. a game I think we're just going to keep. Put that on loop on a Saturday at three o'clock instead of watching what we're currently are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry, what are you making a new sign as, mate? Um, I like how you Addison looks really unfit, doesn't he? Like he looks like he could be. He looks yeah. fairly tight on the ball, but he looks really unfit. Which yeah, is uh, not unsurprising. He came on and he what he, he did run his socks off. But you know when a player's running, and the same with Frey, you know when they're running, you could just tell like you can see of what they're way off fitness. Like they were giving it some, but it looks like you're watching, especially Frey. Like you're just like you're watching your dad play or something. Like the <laughs> the way he's the way he's moving. He just—I don't think he'll ever look the most nimble or mobile. But um, yeah, Anderson as well. To be honest with you, with both of those, I'm not expecting big things. But if they can pleasantly surprise me, like Frey did on Saturday with the goal, it was a good finish, and Anderson with the cross it was a good cross. Then great. Um, but I'm not overly excited about both of them, which is fairly negative for me because I'm usually quite positive about QPR. Um but I do like Hayden a lot and I like I I like Hodge. Um even contrary to most people yes I thought he did all right and I thought Hayden was okay again. Um but the previous two games they both looked looked to upgrade on what we had in midfield. Um and I think they'll be quite key. So but, but just having four new players in is a plus. But the two in midfield I'm pretty pretty positive on. Um and then hopefully the other two give us something. But the co- there's been some stuff on Twitter today. I don't know if you were going to bring it up about contract situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so th- it was Sinclair posted a picture with with his agent, and there's like a handshake thing at the training ground. Um, it's a bit bit of an odd one to post. Like, why is he posting a picture with his agent at the training ground? And then also I saw something on. It was Clive from Lost for Words posted when he was in the US. He said he had a lunch with a sports journal who'd been talking to an agent who told him Sam Field had been close to moving to the MLS. They liked his numbers, thought, he, um, thought he'd be a good fit. Only it fell through because they'd been told he'd signed a new four-year contract at QPR. And at the times he said, oh, we, you know, he thought bollocks to that. Like, But then the, now the CEO has said we're not going to know contract lengths. We won't. We're not going to know whether this Armstrong thing or this field 
thing is true until someone gets a contract announced or if no one gets a contract announced then who knows like they could just be signing contracts without telling us i don't know oh it's my just... god guys chris willick must have signed a new three-year deal <laughs> yeah i thought that's why he started don't worry we've, we've got brad outside the um training ground he's waiting to get any of the latest gossip don't worry he's been, he's been stationed there all day I've been asking him, going, do you know, do you know what's going on? And he's been going, bruv, leave it with me, leave it with me. But he hasn't got, he hasn't got a scooby. Well, uh, he might do. He'll find out. He'll find out. He'll find Don't out. Me. He's just pestering uh, Nori's like brother or something or some relative like <laughs> on social media. So do what do you think? So that was weird that old Sinclair thing, but I, I, it's difficult not to. It, it, it's difficult not to read too much into it. But is it? Is it? Is it like I don't know? We just will never know. Like, well, we're not never, but we won't. That we. It's got. Be, it's got to be something good for us, surely, if he's doing it at the training ground. If that's where the photos taken, like, yeah, it's, if, like, it's that, not going to be. If, if so he's weird. signing with a new agent to try and get a move, he's, he's not going to do it in the. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was something like yeah. that, he's not going to be doing that in our training ground and posting it from there, isn't he? It would be more like a dinner thing. He puts it like, like I'm out for dinner with so and so, whatever. Like when he's doing that at the training ground, it makes you think that's a new contract. But but I don't understand this no contract not letting us know. Sorry, it's a good point, good topic to go on to. I, I, I get it. I get I, I get what he's trying to say. I understand it, right? But I don't understand how that can work in the in as transparency with fans. How we're not going to know what levels contracts are. Are we just going to wake up the first of June and, and half our team have got on free transfers? I don't get it. Like how does that like going to know people are going to know they're online up there anyway they're reported online and stuff like that like well they're, ours they're ours supposedly won't be but there's like there's two reasons why it's pretty pointless in my opinion one what you've said like will cause some disparity with fans but why it would be nice for us to know and then two anyone in the game is gonna find out like an yeah. agent trying to speak well so, well, an agent speaking to a club wanting to move, he's just going to tell the club how long yeah. he's on a deal for. So people will find out. So there's not going to actually give us any edge in the transfer market because if an agent wants his player to move, he's not going to hold that back. So I, I can't for the life of me see the benefit, but maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve, this new fella, and we just can't see it. But I don't know. It's not... Like those two reasons for me are enough to just let us know. If we were to take the real four year deal for Sam Field, feels feels a lot. Yeah, yeah. but if, if true, it'd be good spin. for the club. Yeah, we need to nail Sinclair down, man. We just need to nail him down. Like I'm happy with whatever league we're in next season for him to lead the line. We need it. We need, you know, other striking options, obviously, but it. You know, we just need to nail him down, don't we? He could be an asset. He would command a feat, wouldn't he? Like one of one of the few players. Same if Sam Field signed a deal, he's one of few players that would command a fee. Um, so he should want to stay, though. Is he? Like, I don't. What's you know, his development should sit with someone like a QPR where he is. I mean, we he's probably developing a a higher level than he actually should be still, really. He should be further down in his development than he is. But, you know, he is kind of lucky to be starting at QPR every week. Do you know what I mean? 
he'd be better signing a new deal, continuing to play. We've got a lot of faith in him, and then it doesn't work like that, though, does it? No, but yeah, we've we've done the right thing. We've he's got a manager who's got a lot of faith in him. He's playing him every game. And we say most weeks he he has developed so much from a technical point of view. I feel almost in the last three months than than what he's done in the past. Well, since he burst on the scene for us, really, like now consistently he seems to do a few times and he seems to pass the ball a bit too far backwards last night. But hold up play, good getting it under, generally playing the right pass. That the start of the season wasn't wasn't happening. So again, yeah, we need that to to reflect if he's happy with us and we're telling him the right things, then yeah, that's what that's what we need to do. Do we think? What do we think that? Because they've both got options, haven't they? So they're not out of contract this summer anyway. They've both got options this summer, haven't they? So um, I'm yeah, just wondering just... whether the club will wait. If it, like you say, with contracts and stuff, it feels like we're having a completely different approach. And even if, even if we have agreed it, then they, you know, maybe we'll wait. I don't know. Any, anything else? Anyone else before we um, go on to go on to preview in Bristol City? Any other topics? Any observations? Any more moans? Oh, what one tiny thing I'm going to bring up from the Norwich game. We uh, <laughs> we had much better ball boys <laughs> at the game. Like ball boys who wanted to shit house all the time, who knew when to give the ball back to the keeper and stuff. Uh, there was one guy in front of the loft who you're very comical, and he had. <laughs> He had someone out come and have a word with him about you can do that, but you have to be a little bit smarter about it. Uh, right. Did make did make me laugh. Doug, anything else, mate? You've got to have something else that you want to load uh, uh, about. <laughs> wait, uh, I don't know. No, I'm ready to talk about Bristol City. Harry, Ben's, fa- Ben's, Ben's favourite away game, Bristol City. It is. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I say that, but I, I, I like the ground. I think it's just a great ground, like when you're in it. Like, and, and the staff are so friendly and helpful, aren't they? <laughs> That's when I lost my ticket. I'm not going to go. I'm going to bore everyone with that. But um, Harry, what what changes would you make, if any? I'll probably, I'll probably leave it the same, other than. Uh, Willock for Smith. I I really like Smith, and I think he's had a good season. Um, but he was poor, and Willock has been okay in the last few games. And maybe Smith might have a big impact off the bench. Don't you don't look like you agree with that, but um, yeah, maybe Smith might have um bigger impact off the bench. It's a fairly big pitch there, isn't it? Um, and I think we just got to have one of Armstrong and Smith on the pitch at all times because I hate it when both of them are are off because there's not there's no ability to stretch a team like you're not going to stick Frey in behind and expect him to actually beat the man in a foot race so um I'm he is up against Rob Dickey we oh, all know yeah. he that, he's not that, very quick that could that will be, be an interesting race, race. great <laughs> race My they love him at Bristol City that. they love him I've got a mate and he's saying he's like the best thing since sliced bread he scored the other week he said he's brilliant same with Dezel Birmingham fans are saying now he scored at the weekend didn't he <laughs> I love Rob Dickey, but 
but he was bad last season. But he should have been taken out the firing line, firing line, which we spoke about on this pod countless times. Yeah. Um. But we have no and it just it just killed him. He bit. needed the move. Like it was never gonna happen again for him here. And you like I I would have put money on him doing work Bristol City. So I'm not surprised that they like him. My only thing with the whole Smith argument is I just don't feel like he is ever consistent enough. Like he got his chance against Stoke before big pitch, space to get into, and he didn't take it at all. Like he huffed and puffed a little bit. But I feel like this has been his season for us this year. Like he just huffs and puffs, occasionally gets on the end of something, occasionally does gets the better of someone. But again, he just lacks he's, that quality, lacks that efficiency in the final third. He's a typical winger, a quick winger. Like he'll turn up. What like he'll have a good game once a month, maybe. But he is better off the he's better off the bench. He's more effective off the bench. I thought that the left back at Stoke was quick and was physical, and I, he just didn't have any answers. He could go around him because the guy. There was a couple of times where he thought he got he's got him, and then the guy caught up with him and starts to. Re- Do you know what I mean? When you're a quick winger, you need to. You've, if you've not. Quicker than the fullback, you, you kind of you need something else, and he hasn't got that, has he? He hasn't, you know, he's not going to skin someone like Chair does, um, and his delivery is just so bad. <laughs> Still sucks. When he came back, I was just kind of hoping that his end, end product was, um, but but also he hasn't played off the left yet, has he? Which was where he had his good season off the left, cutting in. Mm. He's consistently been on the right, hasn't he? Because Chair's on the left. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, off the off the left, if you watch like his goals from last season, he scored a lot of good goals, and I think it just shows the well the golfing quality between the two leagues because he's obviously yeah you're not I'm getting sure. the time and the space, are you? Like he so, but I I think it's and, and when he gets the opportunity, Harry, he flashes at it, doesn't he? He like he, he doesn't he really he does. Doesn't he needs that himself. Goal. He just hits it, and it's like. That one that he had where it went side netting, like just hit it across the goal. Like doesn't matter if you've missed, it's across the goal. Someone might tap it in, knock it in. Oh god. Like he's done he's, he's done that three or four times. I remember Southampton away, I don't know if anyone remembers it. He had Good a chance. great chance yeah. to where he all he needs to do is knock it across the keeper. Keeper would have saved it, it would have got like and he hit it bloody side net like bar side netting type. Oh, frustrating. Sorry, Harry. It is. No, I, I think it I think it's harsh though. Um, to turn on him because uh, we talk about the mentality of the squad being poor but whether it's off the bench or whether it's from the start like I do think he gives a, a lot of effort and does make things happen through it I know he's not like when you watch him technically he's not there no. and uh, if he didn't have the pace he wouldn't be playing in this division but I, I think across the season like he's he's been well He's been involved in a lot of the good things that we do. I, I don't know. I, I've, I think, I've quite enjoyed him this season. Um, maybe, maybe enjoyed him more than his performances warrant because we've been lacking pace so much out wide. Maybe that's a factor. I don't know, but I, I think, I, I, I don't think we should turn on him too much. I, I quite like him as a player. So, it's my yeah, piece. I like him. Yeah, I like him, and he works hard, and he tries and stuff. I just, I think he's better, more effective off the bench. I, but I do, I, I don't think he has enough quality for this league. Personally, it's just like him. That's just, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think he, ta- he, he does enough in, when he's in the positions that 
where he should be delivering a good ball or do you know what I mean? Like when he's when he's taking on a defender and he's just easily oh, hits the first man or goes over. Two goals and three assists next season in uh, League One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. What about um? What about I was thinking about like I'd like I'd like us I'd like Mike to be a bit braver. I don't think it fits in his formation in, in his style of play, but having the two up top, like maybe maybe a Linden Dykes playing in, in a deeper sh- role, but still like a centre forward, but just in a deeper centre forward. It's worked a couple of times away from home, hasn't it? But I, d- I, d- I just don't know if it fits the style of play. Missing that, taking out that midfielder in in, in the formation. So would you would you drop Hodge for Dykes on Saturday well, then? Well, I don't know, mate. Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. Half of me says would three at the back be an option, but again, I just don't think that's you, you know we kind of play it anyway. But yeah, we just it's a fluid system. If we had, but but we move to the side of the pitch, don't we? That's how we move. So when yeah. it's on the like. So you wouldn't get that, would you, with a two four? But Harry would probably be better to to know. But would would that formation fit this? What going style? with the two? Going well, with three at the back. Well, yeah, it can. But like like I said, we're sort of playing that, and it's kind of the difference between having to rely on a three or a five, or having a well coached back four like out of possession when we're defending. It's a four. And then it becomes a free, and then to have two up top, he kind of did it when Dykes came on. Like the guy in front of me went, "Oh my god, Dykes left wing." But what really happened was when when we had the ball, like when we didn't have it, he was dropping back and uh, tracking back on their right wing back or whatever. But when we had the ball, he rolled inside, and Powell's left wing sort of sharing that position with Chair. I mean, it can work, but he seems pretty regimented in that sort of on paper four three three. Um, but I would have liked to have seen Frey come on with Armstrong, like you said, Ben, yeah. earlier, because it just felt like Armstrong had done well in that first half running the channels, but it almost felt like it just needed someone to flick it onto him in that second half. Like there wasn't that space to just hit a direct one in behind for him. Um, I, I, so I'd like to see it, but I think he's pretty stuck in it. And I don't think he'll drop Hodge. Like I know half of it would have been to do with legs yesterday. BC took off the two defensive midfielders, move him deeper. And I think if we were to move to one where there's just two in midfield, I think if you rely on Hayden and Colback's legs, they just aren't there to get about as a two. I th- I think he's gonna keep keep playing um keep playing Hodge, but I mean I wouldn't mind to see something change because well we need to start picking up some momentum and maybe a change is needed, but I don't know. I think you'll problem is, problem is, is that's like um, Cruyff school of football, isn't he? Where if plan A doesn't work, keep trying plan A until plan A does work. And I think that's part of the problem sometimes with Marty. He wants us to constantly be playing this kind of football. Whereas I felt against Stoke, especially yes, we could have just let's just put some balls into the box from deep, just mix it up a little bit, try something different. Because Stoke were reading everything we were doing yesterday. And they controlled the game in that element of it. They went super defensive, didn't they, in the second half? Like, unhappy. Like, I mean, we weren't putting them under any, enough pressure, but they did go superly defensive. Like, they were just happy with the 1 0. They're flat. They had a flat back five, didn't they? Like, literally flat. Um, but could you imagine us doing that? No, because Marty's already said that he won't do that. <clears throat> His way is we'll just score again. 
but there's games there's gonna be games where you can't do that and you have to adapt mm -hmm. and that's why i say i feel like he's got it's plan a until plan a works will sam field come in do you think i think hayden don't know if he's got three games in a week in him yeah that's a good point wouldn't wouldn't surprise me um but yeah you never know how well hayden can recover a wednesday to a saturday is obviously more difficult than a Tuesday to Saturday, isn't it? You know, something Warburton kept uh, mentioned a lot, that when it was a Wednesday and then travelling on a Saturday, it was always more difficult. But um, I'll just watch this set piece again. I don't know why I'm doing it. Sorry. <laughs> You're not Interesting very build well came on at centre-half, though, isn't it? Oh, you wonder well, if he sees him there. He... Harry, I've said this. For months and months, Sam feels better centre back than he is centre midfielder. So if Marty's noticed that, then he uh, yeah, but he's not as good as Clark Salter and Cook. So yeah, so he won't start. He won't start, which is fine. No, no, fine. But he's an all-round. Right wondering if he's a more dynamic. Sorry, go on, Harry. Well, it's an all right option for both, really, off the bench. And like, if Clark Salter does pick up an injury, he's he's not great on like. Sorry, he's not very good on the ball in mid for a midfielder. But stick him at centre half with the whole game in front of him, then he suddenly looks all pretty all right on the ball. It's a whole different thing, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Ben, you were you were letting go him. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. I'm not going to get going. I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, who's our backup right back? Drew. Is it Dixon Bonner? Like, if can if no, I know, but on Saturday, on yesterday, if so, if kind of that to go off injured, would it have been Dixon Bonner at right back? Yeah, or Hayden. I've read that he's played yeah, Hayden and uh, right Cole, back. Colback can play right back as well, can't he? Left back, he's left footed. Is he left? Is he? Yeah, right back. it'd be funny. Anyway, right predictions at last. Um, Loss. <laughs> we play better against the better teams, though, don't we? That's one thing that we have historically done. We we can't get up for the teams that are in around us, but we tend to play better. Not always the right result, but we tend to play better against the better teams. Well, it can't be worse. It can't be a worse performance. Than oh my god! I can't yesterday. believe you just said that. It, yeah, Absolutely. it definitely can be. Go on, Doug, what are you saying, mate? I'm going to be optimistic. Oh. And I predicted before the three games we'd get four points. We've got one of them so far. We're going to get a win against Bristol City. Rob Dickey's going to absolutely spoon one into the top corner as an own goal. And we're going to win 1-0. That's my prediction. We saw Bristol City at home and they didn't look great. It was nil-nil, but I mean, it was not a great game and they didn't look great. But that was his first game holding that Manning. So they look a bit of a different animal now, don't they? Mm. Didn't they beat Southampton 3-0? Yeah. 3-1, three, three wasn't it, in the end? Comfortably as well, comfortably. And with that in mind, I'm going to predict a 2-0 QPR win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm blind optimism, but I just I just think we're going to get a result this weekend. God, I don't. Out of the last five games, we won two and drawn two, and then obviously lost to Stoke. They've only won two and drawn one. So statistically, over the last five games, we're on a better run than they are. There we go. There you go. There you go. Optimism. We'll end on a bit of optimism. We're going to win. 
All right, lads, cool. Um, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. We've got a couple of um, couple of ex players coming on in the next couple of weeks. Try and yes, yeah, we can positive morale a little bit and try not to focus too much on all the negatives. Um, um, so listen out for that. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Let's hope we can get a win on Saturday. Yours. Yours. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.